I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentin Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentinarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune at Solentin Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. In this week's cast... An interesting nuance of animism has come up, and that's what I want to focus on for this episode. The half month in the current cast is Ewaz, and I've done a few past episodes on that rune that will help you better understand where I'm going with the discussion today. So check out episodes 17 and 52. There there are some other ones, but I think those are the key ones that will kind of clue you into the angle where I'm going in this discussion. So the summary of those episodes is that Elwaz is the animism rune. I could totally make that argument about probably all of the runes, but at least several other runes. But Elwaz is the one that we're really urged to not take things at face value or specifically not to take things at a mundane value, but to explore beyond the surface. It encourages us to see where the spiritual roots of dynamics are into play and how they're influencing the way the dynamics play out in our everyday life. My most recent discussion on Ewas was in episode 52, just a few weeks ago, where I put forward the very edgy assertion that Ewas is the most rebellious rune of our time because every system we have in place today is a major shaper of our cultural and social awareness. And those things became powerful as institutions at the death of animism. So for folks who work closely with Ewas or want to enliven their animistic roots, you know, runes or not, that is the most controversial and needed work that you can do. To want to be in direct relationship with the world around you is rebellious. 
It flies in the face of oppression, colonialism, organized religion, even the pagan paths who think they're not under the organized umbrella. Ewas challenges you to think critically. And I understand that people typically don't look at Ewas and this idea of going into the deeper spiritual expression of life and, and look at that as thinking critically. But I don't think it's separate. I don't think it's separate at all. Our ability to think critically and to come into animistic relationship with the world around us is connected. It's sacred. And, and to live in a way that's in support of nature and life, to understand that to support ecology is a sacred and spiritual need, that shit is off the hook in opposition to the current status quo. But I've talked about that already. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me started. I may not stop. But I want to refine my thoughts on Ewa's further as it's represented in the current half-month timing, but also because of what the framing runes in this week's runecast say about Ewa's. So the middle rune in the cast is always the best way to work with the half-month rune. And in this week's cast, that rune is Wunyo Reversed. So there's a whole other episode on whether you should work with reversals. Take that discussion to email. Feel free to yell there because I'm not covering reversals here. Go listen to that episode for now. Just listen for the rest of this episode. I've worked with people as a mentor and teacher as their mediator, like literally the person who is um, helping them find connection to the world around them, doing readings for them, facilitating soul healing and tending work for them. And the thing that I see the most around people waking up to animism is grief, it's disappointment, it's anger, frustration. And this is before we even get into the ancestor stuff. If you really want to be the life of a party, bring up the thousands of years of backlog in unfinished death walking because we're no longer animistic or because we've uh, not done proper death rites at an animistic level and had our direct relationships stripped from us or how our ancestors aren't healed, thus they're not able to guide us as effectively. I'm an animist with a very small social life. What can I say? So, yeah, sure, there's exhilaration in coming back to animism, in returning to it as your life perspective. There's beauty and wonder. There's liberation. There's homecoming in reasserting those roots. But inevitably, along with all of that comes a keening disappointment that in order to really be effective at Ewazing, that disappointment must be dealt with. If Ewaz is about going deeper, then Wunyo Reversed is telling us this week to face our wounds around disappointment in our ancestors, in our own choices, for, for why we haven't been animists, for why the broken path, and for how it's broken different ways for different people and we are all interconnected in that brokenness there is a legacy for both oppressed and oppressor for most of us 
We have to face the ways that our every cultural socialization of the present isn't just based on the lack of animism, but on the intentional obstruction of it and maintaining that disruption as we go forward. We have to face where we ourselves have stood and stand in the way of animism through our daily acts, through our thoughts, our votes. That's the difference between animism and other life perspectives, other ways of experiencing life. It's not a belief system. It is a direct relationship. It is an experience that you have all the time. And for all of us, there is a deep sense of loss around that, of something that can't be regained ever. And there's also something that's waiting to be enlivened with your breath, with your vision, your heart, and your actions. And it can't be enlivened until we hold the full picture, until we really look at our disappointment in the world around us and how we got here. We can't really fully embrace animism. We have to realize that our disjoint from animism isn't something that happened in the past. It began in the past. It began with our ancestors, not some nameless, faceless people. And those ancestors are still in us. That is an animistic relationship in and of itself, even before we get to things outside and beyond us, the way that we are connected to our ancestors. They're in ourselves. They're in our thoughts, our behaviors, our social and cultural systems. We are just the living counterpart of them. And we're the only ones who can live differently. We're the only ones that can change things. And straight up, the thing about animism is you don't get to explore it as your pet secret self-improvement project. It demands to be lived out loud, in color, and in full. It's meant to be shared by virtue of what it is. It's already interconnected. To keep it to yourself is missing the point. Be your community. Hashtag be your community. Hold it all Do that work. We need you. For those of you who feel confined in your spiritual roots by the concept of the broken path or the orphaned path, understand that the path broke in the past, but we are still breaking it. What are you doing to heal that path and relationship to animism, not just for yourself, but for others whose paths are broken as well. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season, or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. 
You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.